Today we're talking about your average first and last frost dates and how to find them in this mini series, Growing Where You're Planted. So it's time to start thinking about picking out plants. If you live anywhere close to where I live, I'm just so anxious to get stuff in the ground and I'm so impatient right now because I have not reached my last frost date for the year. So if I go and plant some stuff out in the ground outside in my garden right now, there's a chance that I could lose that plant. Now I have a lot of stuff out there right now. I'm talking about anything new that I would plant that cannot take a freeze. And the stuff that I have out there right now is it's frost hardy. It's, you know, it can take the chill. But Lately, we've been getting up to 80 degrees in the evening and down past freezing at night. So way past, well, not way past, but enough past 32 degrees to be worried about planting something new out in the garden. And, you know, there's two schools of thought on this. You're either a very impatient gardener <laughs> or, and that's me for sure, or you're a cautious gardener. There's no way you're going to plant everything until you know the last possible chance of freeze has already come and gone and you're good to go. Well, I'm kind of that way too. If I'm spending a lot of money and I'm buying flats and flats of flowers and strawberries and, and I go crazy and I spend a couple of hundred dollars, I don't want to put it all out in the ground until I know it's not going to freeze anymore. But I know I want to get them in the ground as soon as possible to get everything going, right? So that's what this episode is about is how do you figure out when your last frost date is and they call it the average first and last frost date for a reason the average is based on historical data and historical data is the best indicator of what's going to have happen in the future but it's just an average it's not a crystal ball it's not telling you what will happen in the future you kind of have to play the odds on this and you kind of have to hedge your bets. But I'm going to share with you what I know about making the best educated decision that you can. So when you go and look for, if you're brand new to gardening, or if you haven't looked at this for a long time, you might want to go look and see, double check what you think you know about what your last frost date is. And the reason we say last and first frost date is, and just imagine in your mind if you're working out or you're in the garden, or if you're in the gym, or if you're in your car and you're not looking at a calendar, or you're not able to look at the website, just think, just picture in your mind a calendar from January to December. Well, where I live, we have our winter months from like December through February. February is actually one of the coldest months that we have. And then we start looking at spring in March and April. And then, you know, after that comes summer, then fall, then winter again. So our first, our last frost date is actually in the beginning of the year, right? It's sometime between winter and spring. For me, that's sometime around the end of March, beginning of April. Our first frost date is going to be the first time it freezes. For me, where I live, that's gonna probably be sometime around December or even January. For me, the last frost date happens at the end of winter going into spring. So for me, again, that is March or April. 
So I hope I didn't beat that to death, but just to, wanted to make clear what first and last frost date is if you're brand new to gardening. And if you are not brand new and you do understand what these are, you might want to go back and check what you think is your first and last frost dates. And here's why. When I've, I've been gardening for a long time, but we moved to a new location. And when I started gardening, I just remembered what our last, our last and first frost dates were from where I used to live. And I never really went back and looked at that. I never really questioned that the information that I had was correct. But now, and that's been a long time ago, a lot has happened online. There's a lot of websites online now. When we moved to the new location that we're in now, I went and I thought, okay, we're in a new zone, a new climate. It's not humid anymore. It's more arid. You know, the prevailing winds come from a different direction. And so I had to look at everything all over again just to find out in this situation specifically, when is my first and last frost date? So I go online and there's all this conflicting information. And I thought, well, shoot, <laughs> you know, which one's correct? And then I realized, oh yeah, okay. So there are weather stations all around me. There's not just one for my region, for my area. They're just all over the place. And these weather stations are collecting different kinds of data and they're sending it off to whoever they're sending it off to. And it ends up being calculated and arranged and formatted in a, in a way that gives us the climate data that we're looking for. When I go online and I look at something like the Farmer's Almanac, well, the Farmer's Almanac to me is a very credible source, right? They've been looking at this information for generations and they've been putting out this book, the Farmer's Almanac forever. And, but you know, when I go to their website, it's pulling from the county seat where of the county that I live in. Well, the county seat is a lot further away from me. It's in the southern part of the county and I'm in the northern part of the county. So they could actually be in a very different microclimate than I'm in. And it really doesn't matter. You know, we're talking about a few days difference. But when you get to the point where it's 80 degrees outside and you think, okay, I'm ready to go plant stuff. Well, you really need to know if you're impatient like me down to the wire, <laughs> when is my most secure last frost date? Like when is, when am I going to be safe? What are the odds of me being safe to plant stuff in the ground right now or tomorrow or planning out, you know, I'm busy this week, but I can do it this weekend. What's the weather going to be like? You know, a few days really matters whenever you're looking at this. I will tell you that I did find this website that I really like, it's Dave's Garden. And I really like the way that it's formatted. I just like the way the structure is, which brings me to another point. On Dave's Garden, I love how they actually calculate the growing season for me. So I go and I put in my zip code on Dave's Garden. You can do that also on the Farmer's Almanac. It'll pull up whichever weather station the algorithm for that application on that website dictates, right? So it's an, a computer that's deciding which is the right weather station for you. And there is a way that you can go look at the absolute closest weather station for you. And I'm gonna tell you that in just a minute. What I like about this on Dave's Garden 
is that it actually gives me a percentage of the odd. Now, all of these weather stations that Dave's Garden is pulling for me is three different counties that are surrounding me. It's not giving me what uh, the county that I'm in, but it's giving me a county that's close, closer to me than the other one. Thing that I like about it is that it gives me a percentage. Like if I plant after March the 11th, there's a 90% chance I'm gonna have a freeze. If I plant and it goes all the way from 90%, 80%, 70%, all the way down to 10%. So it's saying if I plant after April the 18th, that there's only a 10% chance that it's going to freeze after that. I have to decide as a big girl, I put my big girl panties on and I say, am I going to wait until there's a 0% chance that it's going to freeze or am I going to push it a little bit and go 40% or 30%? And also I need to pick which weather station. I believe is going to be closest to the climate that I'm in. Do I want to pick one that's south of me? Because the, the southern one is going to lean more towards the earlier frost date or the earlier last frost date. The one north of me is going to pick the one that is going to be a later last frost date. Again, last frost date is at the beginning of the year for me first frost date is going to be at the end of the year for me. There is another way that you can determine where the closest weather station is for you. So you can go to the NOAA website, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And this is just another website that you can go to, but I will tell you, it's not a real user-friendly website. You have to really kind of know what you're doing. You have to really kind of play around with this and you have to really um, decipher for yourself what data set you want. So it's almost like there's too much information there. But if you're like me, I like to see all the information. Show me the data. You know, I've said that on all my other episodes, I think so far is I'm a show me the data kind of girl. And because I'm kind of a geek, I look at the NOAA website. Well. Within the NOAA website, it's actually called the National Weather Service and let's see, I'm going to click on that forecast office, but I can't really give you the link for that because it would be for my area specifically. So I will put it in the show notes. I'll put all of these websites in the show notes. If you go find the area that you want to find, you click on the map and you find your location, where you're located within your county or you know, yeah, within your county. And then you can look and see which weather station is closest to you. Now, you may have a weather station that's collecting all this data um, that is not relevant, <clears throat> excuse me, relevant to the first and last frost dates. They may be specializing in collecting another kind of data. It may be prevailing winds, it may be something else, but you need to find the one that is specific to finding your first and last frost dates. So it'll say, it'll give you a menu of options that you can click from. This is where I like to go find, you know, the average precipitation by month, average high and low temperatures by month, things like that, that I'll do for a site analysis. But this is the one that you can go click on it for your average 
first and last prostates. And what I'll do is I will go ahead and open up a new tab in my browser. So I'll have all my tabs open and then I'll look at, and because I do this for other people, I do site analysis for people that are not in my area. I do this on a regular basis. So this is what I do. I go open up all these different websites that I prefer to use and I'll just figure out what the average is. And I'll figure out, play in the odds the way that I, at my comfort level, I will play the odds that I wanna play. Do I wanna play more on the risky side and risk losing a lot of time and money and um, work that I put into the garden, depending on what's going on? I will go ahead and plant but I'm planting seeds. So as it stands right now, I'm in, we're in the middle of March. I know that my last frost date is about 15 days away. So it's around the end of March or around the beginning of April. So I'm not going to go buy a bunch of plants and put them out in the garden. Anything that has a vegetative growth that will be damaged by frost or freeze, I'm not going to do that yet. But I will go ahead and plant seeds. So the seeds are going to kind of lay there dormant in the soil until they have the right temperature. It's just magical the way that the seeds know this. I mean, God is so great. The, the design that he has <laughs> for all these little seeds, it is just amazing to me. If you plant something that's just going to wake up and it's going to do its whole germinating thing uh, because you have an 80 degree temp during the day, for a few days, but then it dips down below freezing again. Well, if it's already germinated and it's poking its head up out of the ground, well, it could freeze and die. That could happen. But right now, I am pushing it in a way that I'm going ahead and planting seeds in the ground, but I know what the germination time frame is for those seeds. So I'm putting seeds in the ground that I know are going to germinate between, I don't know, 7 to 10 days to 10 to 15 days. So I know that I'm probably pretty good. And a packet of seeds doesn't cost what a flat of strawberries cost, right? If I put a packet of seeds in the soil, or maybe I'll just use half of the packet, just kind of get a jump start on things. There's a lot of stuff that's in the ground right now, and it's evergreen, and it's perennial, and it can last through the winters that we have here. But I'm talking about the new stuff that I would plant. I'm not going to plant anything that has vegetative growth on it with leaves and flowers and stems and things like that into the ground unless we're talking about a tree or a bush that was intended to plant that way. I'm talking about flowers and things with leaves on it that are herbaceous. So that's a very important distinction because a lot of things like fruit trees, they're totally fine to plant in the ground right now. But if your seed packet or your plant says on the label, plant after all danger of frost has passed, then you need to know or you need to decide for yourself what date that is. And I think you can kind of see that it's kind of a moving target, right? First of all, it's all based on historical data. That's information that is in the past. It's not a crystal ball for what's going to happen in the future. 
Uh, second of all, when you go online to try to find what your first uh, and last prostates are, or your average first and last prostates are, you have to figure out, is that website pulling from um, the weather station that's closest to you? And I guess that's what I really wanted to kind of convey to you all is that uh, just because if you memorized your first and last prostates from years ago, you might want to go back and look and see because this is not something that's like the USDA hardiness zone like we talked about yesterday where that map is updated once every several decades. This is something that you might want to look at on a more a regular basis, you know, like once every year or two years or three years, whatever it is you feel comfortable with. And again, it's it's trying to just trying to establish your own observations rather than just going off of what someone else said on a blog post or a neighbor or someone in your garden club because they may live in another county that's a lot further down or live in another microclimate that's way away from the situation that you have going on in your yard. And I just wanted to give you the tools if you are inclined to go look it up yourself. If you're a nerd like me <laughs> and you want to know, you're the show me the data kind of guy or show me the data kind of girl like me. So anyway, first and last frost dates. The big takeaway from this is it's a really a moving target for a lot of reasons. When it matters is when you're really feeling anxious. It's 80 degrees outside and it's like, yeah, maybe not so fast with planting plants in the ground, but maybe you could get away with going ahead and doing some seeds in the ground. And I'll tell you one more thing. It's really just so cool. When it's the middle of the summertime and I pull the heads off, the, I deadhead the zinnias and I just sprinkle them on the ground. And you know what? They come back up the next year, even though it's an annual, those seeds just sit there and wait and are dormant until all of the conditions are right until it's the right temperature and the right amount of moisture. It's just, they just know. It's just so cool and so amazing to me. So yeah, I'm cool with putting seeds in the ground. I have no problem with that. And I guess that's it, yeah, for today. So tomorrow we're gonna be talking about chilling hours and the chilling the USDA chilling hours map and who, what, why, when, where, what it is and all that good stuff. So you know how we were talking about planting those fruit trees? You might want to take a look at the chilling hours map before you decide which variety you want. And until next time, bye for now.